The Neil and Travis Dagnabbit Podcast Show. Bing, bing. Dagnabbit! I want to ask you something important, and I want you to tell me the truth. What? Why'd you come here? Just don't want it no more. It's over because you want it to be over. I'm glad. I do. It's just, you've never quit anything since I've known you. I just got goosebumps. We're back, man. Watch, I'm gonna do a one-arm push-up. He did a one. He's doing it. He, that's he did. He did a one-arm push-up. He did a one-arm push-up here in the studio. This is Neil and Travis Dagnabbit podcast show thingy. We are back. Are you okay? I used to be able to do one-arm push-ups. Now my belly gets in the way. Now you did one push-up, and I'm sweating. I'm really sweating. Well, it's it's also the hottest day. Yeah, what is it, like 104? I don't know. I don't want to know. Anyways, welcome to the Neil and Travis Dagnabbit podcast show. Uh, as Travis calls it, season two. Season two. We got picked up. The first season was approved. <laughs> do it. I want you to do a one-arm push-up. Uh, I want to see if you can do okay. it. Okay. I swear. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture. and No, I'm going to video this, okay. and then we'll put it up on our, our Facebook. Okay, I'm doing it. Uh, <clears throat> page. Okay. One-arm push-up. All right. Hold on. Okay. You're, okay, Ready? hold on. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I did it. <laughs> you went down. Yeah. All right, I'll, pu- I'll put that up on the Facebook page. Anyways, uh, <sighs> how many episodes did we do last season? Pushing up is the problem. Ten. Ten? So we did ten shows. And a pilot. Uh, which nobody listened to. So now at season two, we're a little bit hopeful that uh, we'll get at least two people. Out of breath. <laughs> Told you it's not that easy. <clears throat> but uh, our last show was in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gino here. Gino was our. Let's not talk about that one. Uh, so, um, and and then since then we've had uh, we've, so much has happened. So much going on. We My, birthdays, birthdays, uh, anniversaries. You, you're a you're a trips. You got married. I, I got a we got a house. You got a house. And uh, I got we a new went car. to Memphis. We went to Memphis. We did shows. Um, I opened up another piano bar, and then it closed uh, again within two weeks. Wow. So, yeah, a lot's happened since the last show, and we got a lot of catching up to do, um, a lot of music stuff to talk about, and other fun entertainment stuff that we're going to talk about here with Travis and I. Um, That's right. We've been looking. We've been getting calls. The phones calls. have been lighting up saying, where'd you guys go? Most of the, my phone rings because it's collectors. I've got bills that I've forgot to pay well people ask me they say where where did you guys go what happened when's a podcast coming back here we are we are we're excited uh and so um career-wise mm-hmm. you've got some fun things coming up that you're doing travis why don't oh, you tell well, the people actually this comes back to the pilot episode because we were talking about laughlin that's right and, and that's i'm what... about to spend a month in Laughlin. You are. Travis is living the entire... It's not a science experiment. He's living in Laughlin for a month. Uh, he's Laughlin got, is a permanent science experiment. You, <laughs> I've got friends in Laughlin. So do I. <laughs> and they'll probably agree. So uh, you're doing a month of shows out there. Yep. And uh, I'm doing two weeks with Scott Bruce 
Elvis versus the Beatles yeah. with Abbey Road, the tribute yeah. band, and us. And then you just happened uh, to book the next week at the Colorado Bell just so I could uh, stay out there. Live there. Yeah. yeah, so uh, that's going to be uh, quite the month for you. But I can wait. Let's talk about Memphis. We were okay. in Memphis. It was your first time. Because uh, it kind of worked out. We were tra- Travis and I were both traveling. Uh, we had shows, mm-hmm. um, not together, but we were doing separate uh, separate shows. And we converged. And the, the meeting spot on the way home was kind of in Memphis. And I had been to Memphis a couple times. And uh, Travis has never been. Mm-hmm. And I says, hey, why don't? Why don't we meet in Memphis? Why don't? Because uh, my wife and I, she wasn't my wife at the time, um, wanted to go on a little trip. Yep. And uh, we picked Memphis, and you met us out there. Yeah, we sure did, and we hung out. We stayed at the new Elvis Presley Graceland guest house. Went to Graceland and uh, Sun Records. I saw cr- the new. I cried. You did. You did cry. I cried. I've Sun got Records. some great pictures to put up of Travis in Sun Records. It looks like he was at the Holy Land. I may or may not have stolen a piece of the wall of the Jungle Room, which is now may or may not be framed on the wall right <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. Look at it. It's not there. Yeah, it's not there. But uh, Graceland, we did that. We did Beale Street. Um, then, Like I said, the new Elvis Presley uh, guest house uh, resort slash Exhibition it's like Center, Disneyland for Elvis. Except there was nobody there, except for us. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We did that for like four days and uh, got a lot of fun pictures and ate a lot of good food. What'd you think about the food in Memphis? Did you like the barbecue? Is the uh, best barbecue I've ever had. Because people think that the barbecue is the best in Memphis, or they think it's the best in Dallas or Texas, Austin, and, and then some people will say uh, New Orleans. Has I, I got to say that the barbecue in memphis was better than dallas yeah we did have uh, we because we went to dallas and we ate barbecue there mm-hmm. um, we also had one of the best steaks i've ever had at um your your buddy's restaurant on beale street oh yeah yeah tommy peters who owns mm-hmm. uh bb kings uh we went and paid a visit to him and uh, <laughs> yeah we had we had a nice uh dinner yeah so go yeah. say hi to to tommy at bb kings and tell him we sent you and he'll say who, who are you talking bill i don't know <laughs> Nobody's gonna go there because they heard this. You don't know that. It's gonna be our parents. <laughs> My son is a musician. Yeah, no, Tommy was very nice. And then your dream came true. We mm-hmm. went to the Gibson Guitar Factory. Oh and, and, yeah, and and Mike over there, mm-hmm. uh, Volts. Mike Volts. Mike Volts, who kind of runs uh, Memphis Gibson uh, Guitar Facility there. Give us a private tour. We're walking around, and he said, we're talking about Elvis and Scotty Moore, and he said, well, I got something you'd be interested in. And he pulled out a guitar case, and he pulls out a guitar, and it's Scotty Moore's guitar. Now, Scotty Moore, for those who don't know, is Elvis's very first guitar player. All that early Sun Record stuff, That's All Right Mama, mm-hmm. Blue Moon of Kentucky, all that stuff. All the way up to the 68 <clears throat> comeback special. And it was all Scotty Moore on guitar. So Mike comes out and says, here's Scotty Moore's personal mm-hmm. guitar that was given to him by chet atkins was made it? by chet atkins and given to scotty and we're looking at this thing it's uh you know it's like someone giving you the it's, uh it's like the holy grail of yeah. guitar he hands it to travis yeah he says knock yourself out and kid. so travis took the guitar and hit himself over the head and knocked himself out. i did i did and i woke up <laughs> in the back of a van 
halfway to Atlanta. No, then you plugged it into an amp, and he let you pick at it for it like five, or amp five minutes or so. Yeah. And you were playing every single rockabilly lick you could think well, of. Well, I just I picked it up and played That's All Right, Mama. Yeah, you did. What else do you play? That was a highlight of my life. Um, we got the, we were snapped. I'm sure a lot of our friends are listening. Uh, we put a bunch of pictures and videos up of that trip. That was so much right. fun. But, good times. And then other than that, we've just been back to the, you know, the daily grind. Back to the grind. Workhorses. Opening bars, closing them. Yeah. Closing them and opening them. Opening and, them And uh, just doing our thing, man. That's right. So, and that's kind of maybe what we should talk about today is just showing up and doing your thing. Showing up and doing your thing. I you think know? that's a good that's a, topic. So why don't we do this? We'll play a song. Okay. And then we'll come back and talk about uh, doing your thing in music and knowing your place. When I was young, left my home and went away to Vegas With my guitar and my dreams, I had to try to play and sing in Vegas But my mama told me I was wrong And she begged me Stay at home But my will was strong And I had to make it big In Vegas They'll put my name Well, I've played every honky-tonk smoky bar in Vegas And I guess that I don't have what it takes for Las Vegas But my dreams still linger on Though my faith is almost gone But my will is strong And I gotta make it big In Vegas They'll put my name Why did you pick that song? Uh, 
I was driving up. Uh, I've had Buck Owens on the mind the last couple of days. Last weekend, I mm-hmm. drove up uh, a cash can on the King up in Fresno, driving through Bakersfield, mm-hmm. listening to Buck Owens. Hey, you know what I was thinking? Do you know what today is? What's today? It's actually the anniversary of Scotty Moore's death. Oh, really? Yeah, I just realized a, that. A year ago, right? Yeah, a year ago. Wow. Because it was on, uh, you know, Facebook does that, like, yeah. on this day yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I posted something about it last year. So it was this year, uh, this day, a year ago. But And you were thinking about Buck Owens? I was thinking about Buck Owens. That's heavy, man. Heavy, heavy. Mm. Bakersfield Buck. You know what I've been seeing a lot on Facebook <laughs> lately, though, is... Um, Especially with all my musician friends, a lot of pissed off musicians. They're pissed off about the, the state of music going, Aren't where we it's all? going. We're just pissed off that this song's popular or this award show does this and that and this. Just a lot of pissed off people. It's a lot of pissed. I think musicians are like comics. Why? They're just really angry. You think so? Deep. What you say? Deep down inside, there comes a rage that fuels their performing yeah. and their their drive to want to play and be. A songwriter, a performer. I would say with that comes a rage. There's a you. There's a lot of adversity that you meet in this business, and I, yeah, that's true. Your rage fuels your performance. Uh, I I'm doing a series of gigs, mm-hmm. place, venue. I will not mention. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What? what that sounded familiar? I, no, I it's just songs pop in my head. But go ahead. oh yeah, um, so uh, it's a place that I've been playing for a long time. Uh, venue uh, that made a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, not pleasant for the band, um, but we're dealing with that. And then the next day, same band goes to another venue, and uh, with uh, that cares about the band and the sound. And we gave probably one of the best shows we've ever given, I think, after dealing with... So the venue makes a change. How? Like, how did they make a change? They, that, they said you couldn't... Uh... Ch-ch-changes! It's like a production thing that they changed? Yeah, it's okay. a production style thing. And so you guys are experiencing, and we're... experiencing a different sound than you're used to. Sure, and we're having to perform in a, in a box, a uh, constrictive... Uh, environment that is not necessarily the best for uh artistic expression well you know most music and i understand what you're talking about because most uh, gigs like casino gigs or or corporate gigs uh you're not you're now going to uh in-ear monitors which people that don't play music is basically there's no amplifiers on stage everything is ran directly through the system and anything you hear as the performer it comes to an in-ear monitor. It is a digitized, uh, right, unnatural sound. Now, some people love it for the particular style of music that we play. It's it's not the best. It's not ideal. Right. It it you know. So what are you gonna do with that gig then? Are you gonna continue to do it? Well, I need money and I'm a <laughs> professional. So. <coughs> so, but if I you're frustrated, if you're frustrated with it, mm-hmm. and it's not what you had in mind to do the gig. But you just still want to get paid. What do you do? You just sh- show you up. Show up and do the gig. That, well, it becomes not smile and nod, right? Yeah, you smile and agree. Uh, we're fortunate in this business that most of the time, what we do is not work, and then you know that w- this has turned into work. But mm-mm, what mm-mm, mm-mm. building houses turns into work. Digging graves 
is work. Well, that's you show up, you plug in, and you, oh, wah! I can't hear my amp because it's in a box. I I didn't say it still wasn't the best job <laughs> to have. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm choking on my, my own whole, thoughts. Uh, my whole point is that uh, when you deal with that and then get into an right. environment, it fuels the performance. Well, that, okay, but that also comes with the territory of what we talked about. One minute you're at a at a gig or at a party playing music with rock and roll legends, and then the very next night you're in a bar in Norco playing to two people. So the dynamics of playing music and uh, and gigs and production value is up and down, and it constantly will be. Mm-hmm. And you just you just do it, man. You mm-hmm. just do it. You got it right. You just show up and you do the gig, and you smile. Yeah. Um, and then it's like it's like. Uh, a very good friend of mine says the little funny little smirk on Ben Franklin's face on the $100 bill is always the same. <laughs> he's just sitting there and he's like, <coughs> you took the gig, didn't you? Yeah. Well, there you go then. But, you, you know, you experienced that as a side side man. Sure. Um, and I'm sure you've experienced fronting your, own, fronting your own band. But, you know, as a band leader... You also have to choose to, okay, do I want to come back to that again? Is that a proper representation of my show? Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like, well, it's a good paying gig and I don't want to lose it, so I will just smirk like Ben Franklin. That's the thing. But then that leads to what you're saying. Uh, a lot of angry musicians because it, 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 it's a bitter process. And the question is, how do you overcome the... Well, you don't. Bitterness. You don't, because I'll tell you what, I've met a few people in this business at different levels of success, from just starting out to uh, just getting by to being rock and roll legends. And uh, one thing my friend Ron Mendoza always said, it's the same bullshit, just a different tax bracket. (laughs) So, And I remember I was talking to um, Mike Love of the Beach Boys at a party. And uh, I said, hey, how's it going, Mike? And he's like, ah, I'm just looking for the next gig, man. Summer's coming up. we got to get booked. And I'm like, you're Mike Love. You have different tax co-written some of right. the most legendary songs in the Beach Boys, and you're worried about the next gig. So it's never going to change. That's right. It's just a matter of uh, finding that inner peace, Skywalker. It's a balance. It's a balance. you got to find an inner peace. That's and right. uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of there right now. With, uh, not that I don't get frustrated, but I'm happy to play, and and create my own schedule and wake up and and uh, have a day to decide what I'm going to do. Well, sure. And um, but it's not easy work. Sometimes it's very frustrating. I was told, uh, <clears throat> while we were on a break, I was told, oh, you know, hey, uh, so they got a country night at uh, this casino, and uh, you guys are going to play there, and then I played there. And they said, "Well, you're not country enough." <laughs> and I go, "Well, what that do you being guys?" That said, we did Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard. And yeah, we were Willie doing all Dwight Yoakam. You know, not country a, enough for the country night. I even did a couple Garth Brooks songs, and uh, so it, basically, what happened was the venue reported back to the agency that hired us, and the agency, my buddy Christian uh, Simmons, <clears throat> says, "Well, maybe I shouldn't say." It's never mind. It wasn't Christian Simmons. I was just uh, <laughs> said uh, the venue said they don't really care how good you are. They just want you to look the part. 
And so, obviously, oh. today's state of music, country music, pop country music, you got a ball cap, turn it backwards, right. and you grab your crotch like you're a hip-hop uh, dude, while you're <laughs> talking about a tailgate and a girl in That's cut-off why shorts. We, so, are you telling me that if, if we had just stood on stage and grabbed our crotches more, <laughs> we would still have the gig? Yeah, yeah but you would have to wear a, a ball cap, and they wanted a, oh, they wanted a girl, too. They wanted a girl, too. Oh. So, uh well, yeah. we could put we could have always put John Shelley in a wig. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't really think he needs a wig. He's got nice hair. Oh yeah, but uh, maybe a dress. You put him in a dress. Yeah, we'll just put uh, a drummer. And I think John would do it. Honestly, I think he's John. I just John's talked to game. him today, and he's been around, and he's into it. He's not. Well, not, I don't know if he's into wearing dresses, but I think he would do it because he aims to please, and that's what we're talking about, Travis. Right. If show if you're gonna do a gig, show up and do what they require you to do. That's right. Or don't do it. And and if you do do it, you don't let it get to you. Yeah. Because you took the gig. Yeah. And I've had friends that have basically gotten themselves fired from places just because uh, they didn't want to play by the rules, uh-huh. uh, or they didn't feel like dealing with what they had to deal with. And it doesn't mean that they're they're wrong necessarily. Right. It just means that they're not they're they're answering to a boss above them, and if you if you don't like it, or if you mistreat people, or, or uh, you know, sometimes speak your mind, it doesn't work out always the way we want it to. That's right. But you know, like I said, I'm at a place where I'm happy to just show up and do what I do, make some decent money, and uh, see where the next uh, road takes me. Because, as I say, I'm like the feather in Forrest Gump, and I'll just go where the wind blows. That's all you got to do, man. I mean, what do you, what, we, when we were talking about New Year's resolutions, uh-huh. you said you wanted to book more Travis Daggett shows. Oh, right. And then my calendar's filled up with everything else. <laughs> well, you've still got some Travis Daggett shows. You've got one at the end of uh, July. July. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've done a couple of things since then. Yeah. So where, where are you uh, at? Now with with that, are you booking more, or are you just are you doing what you do? You play guitar. Oh, well, you know, it's the same. I'm just as asking ever. a question. <laughs> it's the same as ever. Well, that's a well, good- that's another thing. Well, is is um, trying to be heard as uh, you know relatively new on the scene. Um, it's trying to break through. Who you and, are? Well, sure. But okay, but I will tell you this. For being new on the scene, you're relatively new, and I'm okay. not really okay. Well, well, you know, you kind of are, but you are leaps and bounds ahead of where a lot of people starting out with. Well, that's you also, did it right. That's also true. You did yeah. it right. You know what you did right? What you met me. Oh well, you met no. me. I knew it would come back to that, <laughs> and I introduced you to people like you play with Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know you. It's all because of me. I know. That's what I'm telling you. Why are you rubbing your eyes? I'm crying. I'm getting emotional. (laughs) I got emotional about you. Yeah, I know. One time. You did. At your your wedding. (laughs) It was very touching. I did. Do you want me to recreate that speech? No. I I can do it right now. Play some soft music underneath me. I'm going to tell you word for word what I said. Because I want people to know. They always see me like picking on you on Facebook or I'm giving you uh, grief at a gig or texting you. Like today. I get a text mm-hmm. saying, you guys are playing at Taps in Corona tonight? <laughs> I go, no. Well, Travis's website says you are. And I look, and sure enough, 
shows I'm supposed to be playing at Taps tonight, which is a mistake. Yeah. So I start texting you yeah. every <clears throat> swear word in the book saying I got people thinking I'm at this place to get your shit together and the, the, do your fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful part of that is uh, I was asleep the whole time. Yeah. And so he, Travis wakes up to this barrage of text messages uh of me cussing them out. But anyway, so I want people to know that I do say nice things about you. Uh, and I want you to know. But don't you don't want to destroy this beautiful facade that we have built. Oh, it's not a facade. It's not. <laughs> but I do say nice things. Do you have a soft music? Can we? Uh, sure. Here. Just something sweet. And, um, and uh, I'm going to recreate to everybody. Are you going to cry <clears throat> again? Uh, actually, it was uh, a month ago yesterday that I got married. I got married on... Well, happy uh, one-month anniversary. They said it wouldn't last. You and your beautiful wife, Gerilyn. And so, uh, May 27th, um, we were in Laughlin, Nevada, <clears throat> at the Colorado Bell, and uh, a lot of friends and family there. My good friend, Chris Oz Staggs, kind of officiated the uh, ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it was my time to say something nice about everybody. I thank my mom and my my dad, of course, my beautiful bride. Mm-hmm. And then it I went around the room and thanked everybody. And then it came to you. Mm-hmm. And you were standing there with. You want, little, are you ready for the music? Yeah, you were standing there with a look of fear in your eyes. Uh huh. And I said, "And you, Travis, man, <sighs> I don't, I don't say it about you. I'm proud of you." I'm proud of you, and you made me like playing music again. And I just know that you're gonna do great things. I know you're gonna do great things, man. And you're one of my best friends, and I'm just proud of you. And then Travis walks up to me. He goes, hugs me, and nobody can hear him say this, but he hugs me close, and he goes, "I love you, man." I said. I love you too. <laughs> and then I, we pulled apart and uh, sh- uh, sailed from each other like two ships from a port. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I uh, said, "What the fuck's your problem, man? What's wrong with your amp?" You know, and it was over just like that. Yeah, just. But that was pretty much word for word. That was it. <coughs> how it went down. I I have to. I had dry my eyes right there. Yeah, but you did. You like? I love you. <laughs> like God, you wasn't that, that creepy. You, I, I, I didn't like to think. I didn't expect it. I was like, "Why would you say that?" I was just—I was showboating for people there. You well, know? I forgot. I forgot who, whose wedding it was. I think I said more sweet things about you than my bride and my uh, my <laughs> vows to her. Because you know, we were supposed to write stuff, and yeah. uh, you know, I didn't want to really write anything because I wanted to feel the. The love and the atmosphere of where Speak, we were at that yeah. at that time. So I kind of winged it, and I think I delivered. You you wung it, you wanged it, as honey. I winged it, but I spread my wings and fly like a dove with your love <laughs> upon my shoulders. That's beautiful. Thank you. I just wrote. See, I'm right now. I just feel yeah. what's going on. Do we need to? Um, do we need? Do, would you like to? Oh yeah, ah, uh, honey. If you're listening, which I know you are, you're probably driving home one month ago yesterday was the best month that's ever been in my life and I've had a lot of months and uh, 
this month with you has been legendary. I mean, every day that we're together seems like one month. So if you think about that, we've been together now for 30 months. Wow, that's like that's like three and a half years. It's three and a half years. In one month, I've lived three and a half years with my wife. And I love you. I love you, too. Travis, get out of my ear. <laughs> and... Uh, she's gonna love that. When, in w- one month, you've lived. It's been like three and a half years. Uh, <laughs> I meant well by, but and what I said to you yesterday, we were playing at. It's teeth. like how I'm gonna be in Laughlin for a month, and it's gonna feel like, <laughs> like three, three and a half years. <laughs> well, I said to you last night after we're leaving uh, our Tuesday gig at Tea's Tavern in Corona. Mm-hmm. I said, um, I go, oh yeah, it's my one month. Uh, I don't know if you call it anniversary, but because anniversary means a year. Well, that's kind of you know. Don't be that couple. Yeah, I'm not going to be. We're not going to have joint. Oh my god, one month. Oh my god. Well, happy two month anniversary, and then we're, next thing you know, our Facebook is going to be one Facebook, and it'll say Neil and Geraldine Morrow. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> anytime, you know what I think? Anytime I see like a couple. Uh, like uh, like that, like Bob and Pam Johnson. Yeah. I'm thinking, fucking Bob cheated. <laughs> he wants a Facebook, but now it's a joined one. So, uh, no, but I was asking you, when are you going to settle down and get a girlfriend? Oh. I think I was a little, I said, I'm worried about this kid. And you go, why? I go, well, haven't seen you with the girl in a while or have, or, or even having a girlfriend. And you said what? Um, I'm a free as a bird. No, I don't remember what you I don't. Said. You, you don't. You said oh, that's, be- that's because I can do things like go have sushi once a week and 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 still have money. Yes, and then I said that's why you got to get a girl that'll take you to sushi. That's right, and th- that's what you got to be. How old are you now? I'm twenty four and a half. Twenty four. I'm eight years old. <laughs> twenty four. <clears throat> when I was twenty four. I was I was dating uh, uh, girls with jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, they were older than me, but they, you know, really showed me how to, you know, uh, be a man. You gotta act like a man. Yeah. <laughs> so ah, you should just date a girl that is financially. <clears throat> I'm gonna go on CougarLife.com. You heard of that? No, but I can't. Oh, it's a real site. It's called. Now you're. Te- I married, and now you're telling me about this site. Well, sorry. Well, I think. You- it's cougarlife.com. Okay. It's like uh it's like farmers only but for like older women that oh, Okay. So are you going to do it? Have you been well, what, Sure, why not? You you've done the Tinder thing? You know what? I'm I'm let's see. Okay. We're going to do a live podcast thing. <coughs> I'm going to I'm going to sign up right now. What do you got for cougarlife.com? Yeah, on the air. Oh man. So if there's any cougars in the uh, Riverside area Oh, you know what? You're about to get a young stud. This app has one. Who lives at home? This app has <laughs> one and a half stars. Never. Don't do Cougar Life. You don't need it because you know why? Hmm. You're in a band. That's right. And and you know who? Yeah, I'm probably not going to go for Cougar Life. You, Sorry, ladies. Hey, I just. Well, broke how a, do you meet girls? I just broke a lot of, of uh, one star lot hearts. A lot of 30 to 60 year old hearts. All right. Well, I think you should settle down and maybe find a girl now. And I'm not just yeah. saying that because I'm married. I think because I love being married. I think I'm just gonna get a dog. Okay. Just. And then what? You're gonna be Jimmy? You take dogs everywhere. Who's Jimmy? Jimmy Harris for the bass player. Folks at home. Uh, 
Jimmy Harris is my bass player, and he has dogs, and not he loves collies like the Lassie type of dogs. And by the way, I just talked to Jimmy. His little girl one. You remember little girl? Yeah. She died. Really? I swear to God, she died a couple of days ago. Oh no. So Jimmy, uh, if you're listening, but you don't have a computer and or even know how to check email, we're sorry to hear about little girl passing. But that's so uh, sad. Yeah, it's just very sad. He Poor really guy. cares for those dogs, but don't get a dog, man. I mean, I know you like dogs. We get a monkey. <laughs> I will let you get a monkey and bring the fucking yeah. monkey to the and gigs. I, I'll bring it to gigs, and I'll yeah, I'll teach him. I'll give him like maracas and stuff, and he can so he cool. can stand on the like side. a spider monkey. Yeah, like a spider monkey, and he'll stand on the side of the stage with his maracas. You got to like put him in a vest. Fling poop out in the audience <laughs> during the breaks. You put him in a, a vest, a monkey vest. Okay, I like when monkeys wear vests, man. My mother had a monkey when she was a little girl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much more about that except it ate her prom dress or something. I don't know. How, your mom had a monkey. And my, it ate well, her. my grandparents had okay. a monkey. All right. Um, <sighs> monkey talk with Neil and Travis. <laughs> Let me ask you a question then. Uh, Since you're single uh-huh. and you want to get a monkey, uh, yeah. would you spank your monkey? <laughs> oh! I guess you already have a monkey and you spank it on a daily basis when you're single. I can't believe you just said that. I know. Uh, Don't beat animals. That's the bottom line of this. What is this? Isn't this podcast about how to how to avoid becoming a bitter musician? Yeah, and if you're listening, you hear well, what we just did? We just laughed at ourselves and didn't take ourselves serious. See? That's right. It all well, comes around to that. It's not that we don't take ourselves seriously. It's that we don't take ourselves too serious. But I don't take myself serious. I take myself a little serious. I don't. I know. No, I don't take you serious. Oh, no, nobody does. Well, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, sure. In this business, you can't take yourself too seriously. If you think, well, I should have been famous right now, or my song's better than that song, music comes in phases. One, one moment, it's... Uh, it's Garth Brooks. Next minute, it's bro country or hair bands or whatever mm-hmm. that comes and goes. Swing music was big again in the '90s. Right. Uh, you know, rock. It all comes and goes. Everybody has their moment to be who they want to be or shine how they want to shine, and it's just a. Well, I think it's about time. Uh, I think good old rockabilly's gonna come back up again. Well, that's when you got to check your number that you pulled from the deli machine. It said number four fifty four or whatever. Right. You got it. It'll happen. It's yep. just, and I'm proof that I'm still waiting for it to happen. <laughs> now, if you're around long enough and you stick around long enough and you're a nice guy and you do your job and you're thankful for the jobs you get and you make good decisions. That's right. It's bound to come around and you'll get your moment to shine. Should we call? That's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. I'm trying advice. to be inspirational. I, th- I believe we've been yapping <sighs> about this for a while. Good. Should we call Dave on the street? Let's call Dave on the street. Our our correspondent. Because it's now summertime here in the IE, and we need to get a Dave on the street weather report. It's Dave on the street. Dave on the street. Okay, the phone's ringing. Okay, make sure you get a good level. Oh, yeah. You got him. Call him Dave on the street. What's up? Uh, Dave. Dave on the street. <laughs> Yeah. It's Neil and Travis. We're just checking in with you, man. It's uh, now uh, almost July here in uh, the Inland Empire, and we know that you're constantly walking around because you're Dave on the street. We wanted to get a Dave on the street weather report. How's it looking out there, Dave? 
It's freaking hot. Dave on the street, everybody. That's Dave on the street. All right. Thanks. Dave on the street. Dave on the street. Yeah. And uh, since you want to get a dog and it is hot, don't mm-hmm. leave your dog in the car. Oh. Don't crack the windows. I just watched the news. It's it, a time of year. It, I think that's where I went wrong with the last one. <laughs> God. No, it's like I, I was. You have to tell people things. I was watching the news. This is a, still a story that you get. Don't leave your dogs in the car. Well, so. I I can't believe you have to tell people. Or just don't get a car. You know, that's. I'll get rid of my car. <laughs> keep your dog. Yeah. Never be I'll happy. cash in for the. You know. <clears throat> I keep coughing. Eight hundred dollars. My car is. Worth. I think there's something wrong with this studio. I think uh, you know. I keep coughing. It might be a mold thing that you got in here. But Probably. I think uh, we're very low budget. We need to send a, set up a, a go a go fuck go fund me. <laughs> go fund me account where yeah. we can build our own studio. We should do like a mobile broadcast. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll get like a van. Yeah. And uh well you got a new car. You have two cars now. We can just use your van. You know the funny thing is about these GoFundMe things? Yeah. Is that they're great. I yeah. I think they're great. They help people that really uh, need help. They they're yeah. But I think people are just so eager to give. I think as an experiment, we should set up like a GoFundMe page and just like a Neil and Travis GoFundMe page to fund things that need to be funded. I could make that happen. And we share it and see. To fund things that need to be funded. <laughs> and we see, we give it a month. Yeah. And we see how much money we can come up By with. By the way, I got a message asking me what time we're setting up at TAPS. Oh, yeah, because we're not playing there not today. Playing into, yeah. yeah. But I think we should do that as an experiment. And then uh, we take the money and we donate it to a charity. Uh, a music charity. Yeah. We should uh, do that. The Dag Nabbit Music ch- Charity. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, so why don't we... Uh, gosh, we've covered a, a lot of bases um, today. Talked about music or personal lives or friends. Uh-huh. And uh, got, I feel like we got caught up. I do. It's it's good. It's <clears throat> It's nice to be back. Behind uh, the microphone in this little uh, possibly mold-infested studio. <laughs> I'm telling you, something's up. I, but um, you're probably right. It's at, uh, with no AC. I will say this: it is going to be a busy summer. Going to be a busy summer. Busy summer. Um, I've got a lot of stuff. You've got a lot of stuff. Um, I know. This is the intro to. Uh, why don't we uh, talk about some of the stuff we have? Okay. Uh, I'm going to Laughlin for two weeks. <laughs> Starting when? Uh, if you come to Laughlin and it's July, there's a good chance that you could see me. I feel like you're jumping the gun because July starts. It is today's June 28th. Yeah. July starts this Saturday. Um, you've got stuff you're doing. Fr- well, I'm playing in El Cajon on Friday with Scott the Bruce. The 30th, yeah, Elvis show. I'm playing at the uh, Rock and Brews at San <coughs> Manuel Casino mm-hmm. with the Johnny Cash Jerry Lee Elvis show. And then show. on Saturday we combine the two. That's right. And I there. and Scott and you are playing at Salmon Will all together mm-hmm. on Saturday. And then Sunday. At 8 o'clock at Rockin' Brews. Yeah, that's true. And it's there's two sets. It's a yep. free show. you got to get there, order some dinner, get a good seat. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't think there's a, a ticketed admission. You just get there at the casino and catch a tribute show to Johnny, Jerry Lee, and Elvis. Oh, it's been so long I forgot we're, we're supposed to have uh, music for this. Yeah, we will. We'll put it in post. I'm just... <laughs> it's showbiz talk. <laughs> and then on Sunday... The starting gate, Los starting Alamitos. I won't be there because I've been fired again. I had to let Travis go. It wasn't working out. Uh, uh, after yeah. putting that wrong show date, I can't believe 
anything you put on your website. And so I don't know if you're just making it up that I have a show or not. So where, no, where are you going to be on Sunday? Uh, what are you doing that you can't be I'm at my show? I'm doing a church function. Okay. I'm working for Jesus. Okay. Well, can't argue with that. Okay? Lord loves a working man. <laughs> and right. never trust Whitey. Steve Martin. I love that movie, The Jerk. And then on Monday through Wednesday, July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Paula oh, Casino. No, I'm sorry. 3rd, 4th, and 5th. <coughs> yeah. Paula Casino in uh, good old San Diego County, Paula, California. We're doing the day shift there. You know, talking about frustrations, yeah. and we had a double booking at Paula. Ah, and that's again. It goes by, like, handling How like you handle it, because... Could have showed up pissed off. Yeah, we could have started flipping tables and slot machines, but we handled ourselves. We showed up, there was another band on stage, and I said, mm-hmm. WTF, OMG, LOL. <laughs> and uh, we worked it out, and they said, well, we'll just make up the bookings, and they gave us another string of dates. And free buffet tickets for uh I did that out. for you, man. Did the- hey, you know Appreciate why? It. You know why? What? I love you, man. <laughs> So that we got that, and then uh, then Thursday I'm doing Fantasy Springs, that, uh, and that's my beginning of uh, Beatles versus Elvis. You know what you should do when you're in Laughlin. Huh. You should do like one minute clips, okay. uh, updates of the day, Dagnabbit updates. Okay. Or Dagnibbits. That oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> or tidbits, Dag tidbits or nibbits. No, I like Dagnibbits. And then you just like you know here's Dag snippets. Dag snippets. <laughs> And you, you know, do little snippets, and we'll put that on our Facebook page, which is Dagnabbit Show on Facebook. Uh, you can find this uh, broadcast on iTunes. Yep. Uh, what's the other one? SoundCloud. SoundCloud and, and um, possibly Spotify. Do we have a Twitter? We do have a Twitter. Okay. And if you want to email us, it's Dagnabbit. We have a Twitter, and I keep forgetting uh, because don't do they're both either. on my phone. I keep forgetting. That. We never do it. Well, I keep tweeting my personal tweets from the Dag Nabbit page. All right, I have a question. On accident. Last show we did was February. Yeah. And now we're here. How often do we want to do this? But you're going to be gone for a month. I'll be gone for a month. This is kind of a special treat. Okay. So. But, see, you're going to be in Laughlin, too. How about this? Can you, since you're going to have nothing but time in Laughlin, why don't you take the setup? I can call in remote. Oh. And we can do, like, a, you know... Or I could Skype you, might and just, we could do like a Skype loop. Might just do that. Or something. We should do it. You're we'll going to have a lot of time in Los Angeles. And then we're going to go to Vegas. Are you going to do Vegas? Uh, yeah. Because we're going to go, I think, the mean. 17th, right up to the... Yeah. The right, the, yeah. It's the, right up to the weekend. Okay. Anyways, folks. Come hang out with us in Las Vegas. 18th. We're glad to be back. We're glad to be back. We're glad you tuned in. We've been rambling, but we've been having a good time doing it. Stay cool out there. Stay hydrated. Don't leave your dogs in the car. And uh, check back with us often. And don't leave your car in your dog. Take it easy. I love you, man.